Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. (laughs) This is episode number 79, sharing family responsibilities with my husband, Kyle Spackman. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast today. I'm extra excited to have my guest on today and just a little bit nervous to welcome my husband, Kyle, onto the podcast. And we're going to talk about what we've learned and how we've adjusted our expectations and different roles in our family over the 10 years we've been married. Kind of a fun time to do this episode as it's actually going live on our 10 year anniversary. Um, We don't claim to be experts on this topic. This is something we're constantly working on, but hopefully we can give you some ideas or at least help you know that you're normal if figuring out how to manage your home and responsibilities is something that you're constantly working on. So without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Well... Welcome, Kyle, to the podcast. Would you like to just give a brief introduction? I already introduced you as my dear husband and love of my life, but if you want to tell us just a little bit about you. Yeah, my name is Kyle. I'm her husband. Um, We've been married for 10 years, and she is awesome. I don't really have too much to say about me. <laughs> Good description. Yeah, that of wasn't you. <laughs> a great description of me. Hi, my name's Kyle, and I'm an awesome person's husband. Um, I'm a dentist and a board game lover, and I also happen to have three kids the same as you, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's about me. All right. So the reason I wanted to have you on, I have two reasons. The first one is because I know a lot of you as my listeners um, struggle to know how to get the entire family on board with meal planning, with meal prep, and to just feel like you as a mom aren't the only one doing all the work. So I just wanted to have him on to get a male perspective, a husband's perspective on what that's like. Um, I don't know what he's going to say, so we might get a whole lot of honesty here that I'm not expecting. <laughs> the second reason is because I want him to include me on his board game YouTube channel, so <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> that this little invitation for him to be on will convince him that I'm good enough to be on his board game channel. What do you think? We'll see. We'll see how you do. All right, so let's just jump right in. What, and we're with this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, I've written questions out for him and we've discussed this, but um, we'll probably kind of tag team a little bit more than I normally do with guests. I usually 
let my guest, or at least try to let my guest kind of take the main stage. But because we're talking about sharing family responsibilities, I think it'll be more valuable for you to hear each of our perspectives. So we might go back and forth just a little bit more. But anyway, with that, what were your expectations about how we would share our family responsibilities uh, when we first got married? I think going into things, I had a fairly traditional viewpoint of what things should be like. And I really honestly look at my dad and my grandpa and kind of see how they had done things. And in some ways I feel like the upbringing is what I still think, but I guess to explain, I feel like my grandpa was great, but I almost feel like he had 14 kids, which is just insane. But I feel like it was like, yeah, I go out and I work on the farm and I'm there with the kids and teaching them how to do all the things they need to do. And then when I'm done with that, I come home and like almost like the house will be cleaned and dinner will be there and like all kind of relax. Which is exactly what it's like when he gets home every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, after, after coming home from the farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I feel like I see that and then I see my dad and I feel like he was a little bit closer where it's like, you know, like he, like he helped and I felt like he was more involved in raising us rather than just like, yeah, like I'm they're they're my farm hands. It was more like, yeah, like we're we're his kids and he's helping to raise us and like taking a little bit more of an active role. And I still see some things that I don't think my my dad is perfect in. Um and I think he's phenomenal, but I, I still see some things where it's like, well this is your role as the mom of the house and this is what women and mothers do. And so knowing that I already have some of those biases, I in some way feel like I have some of those similar thoughts or had some of those similar thoughts coming into marriage where it's like, Oh yeah. Like I'll do the finances. I'll take the garbage out and I'll shovel the walkway. You cook food and you change the kids diapers and not totally that like that's, that's very extreme, but I almost felt like a very traditional sense coming in um, just because that's kind of how I'd been raised and what I thought. Yeah. I think it's just interesting to see how those traditional gender roles that we've been, I guess, exposed to our whole lives, just play a role. And it's interesting because, excuse me, it's interesting because um, my family was quite a bit different. Um, My mom and dad both worked full time. And looking back, I honestly just really can't remember who it was that you know, really like took on the responsibility of mealtime. So I didn't really have that same vision, I guess, or experience growing up. But it was still interesting because I just remember when we first got married. um, And it's interesting because really we were both very young. I really was pretty limited in my cooking knowledge at the time, but I still had this expectation of myself as the wife that I just really wanted to kind of provide that leave it to beaver, you know, Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart is way too modern for this analogy. But anyway, that, you know, picturesque thing where he would come home from work to this perfect meal, which especially at the time when we were first married was really just an interesting idea because we were both in school, we were both working. So really this was a time when those roles probably should have been shared more equally but I definitely still had that expectation of myself as a wife and as a mother. Well, I wasn't a mother yet, but as a wife, that that was what I wanted to provide for my husband. So now let's talk after 10 years of marriage. How do you feel like those expectations for you have shifted as we've sort of moved through our marriage? 
I in some ways think of um, my economics classes that I took in school where it really is like no matter it's hard for me to say almost like even like if you're really good at something if someone's better than then it's best for them to do it and I felt that way a few times where I know as I've cleaned the house and done some things you'll come down and be like how in the heck did you clean that so fast and I'm not gonna lie I'm like that's all I'm thinking about is I'm not like thinking about like, oh, how is the day and what can I do to help my kids become better people? I'm like, no, I am looking around the house and like so actively cleaning that I'm like, I'm going to in 30 minutes, like destroy this house in a, like a clean way. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like we've almost like found a balance of like, hey, like you, you're better at this. You're faster at this. You enjoy this more. And so that's the task that you should take. And so I felt the same in some ways with um with some cooking and things where I'm like, you watch me cut things and I think it's painful for you. It's like watching an old person type on the computer where you're just sitting over their shoulder. Like if you don't type any faster, I'm going to lose my mind. And that's how you feel when I cut things. I can tell like, here's like, just hand me that bell pepper. It's really bad. You guys, it's actually not that bad. Like I don't feel bad at it at all. I feel like somewhat competent, but I can just tell she's like over my shoulder. Just like, itching to grab the knife and do it herself and so in in some senses like that it's it's more like oh like you you enjoy cooking you enjoy being in the kitchen you're much more efficient at it than i am and so maybe there's other things that i can do in that same time to still be helpful i'm not just gonna go sit there and and play pokemon on game boy though i would um but but there's other things that i can be doing even spending time with the kids and, and reading books with them and things like that that are that are also beneficial things um that I, I may be more efficient in or less efficient in the other things that you're doing. Yeah, I agree to a, to a large extent. And I think that's kind of where we've shifted in our marriage is that rather than doing things the way that we think they should be done, we try to kind of play off of our strengths. And there's something like I do the finances, which is not a typical female role, but it's just something that for this particular stage in our life works better. And that's one thing that I do want to point out, especially as we're talking about utilizing each other's strengths, that communication is such a big part of this. And I feel like a hypocrite even saying this because we obviously, as a couple, have our struggles in communication. But I think as long as you're both on the same page, um, and for me, like he said, I am usually more than willing to take on the brunt of the cooking because... I'm faster. I'm more efficient. However, there's times in our lives like the last first trimester, well, the first trimester, but the last few months where I needed more help. And I think that's those are the times that you have to be willing to have those conversations. Um, And those are also opportunities for each of you as a couple to kind of learn new strengths. Um, because that way you can both kind of add more to the relationship. So I think that it's it's kind of a mix of both. Like, I think it is really important to do what you're best at so that, you know, you're not wasting a lot of time. But I also think it's important to be open-minded to things that you might not have done before. Like, I just learned how to mow the lawn, like, last year, <laughs> which is a little embarrassing to say out loud. But we can we can learn from each other. But in the end, I think that is kind of our strategy in our home is to play to our strengths. 
this kind of goes along with what what we're talking about, but I think one thing that really can cause a lot of rifts in family life is that family life is like ever shifting. And I'm experiencing this like to a serious degree as my kids are deciding that maybe they're no longer feeling the 7.30 bedtime and that's not, that's not sitting well with me at this moment. But family life is always shifting. Um, and I think sometimes when we enter a marriage or a relationship with these expectations that we've grown up with or we've seen or we've been conditioned to think are right, um, that can be really frustrating that in reality, your roles are probably going to shift and change throughout your whole marriage. So Kyle, I was just wondering how you've seen our roles shift throughout the years of our marriage and how they've changed, especially as we've added kids or changed jobs or those kind of things. Um, I do think what we've been talking about is important. Um, and I think it's something that's sometimes difficult because you want to have this communication. You want to be able to say like, Hey, like what roles are what they're the different people taking. But I do think this idea of fluidity and saying, Hey, like, I'm pregnant and I don't feel like cooking anything. This is you talking, not me. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> um, as you're like, I'm pregnant and I don't feel like cooking or doing these things. I think for me not to be like, well, that's your job. But it's more like, oh, yeah, I can totally like, without, like almost without like needing to have like a big sit down conversation about it. It's more just like it kind of naturally happens. So I think that's a, a difficult thing sometimes is you do want to have the open communication. You want to talk about it. But sometimes you just need to kind of go off the feel and be a little loosey-goosey with it. Um, I think it's good to try to plan ahead, to try to establish and communicate. But I think at the end of the day, just kind of being sincere and being involved and caring, you just naturally like see some of those areas where you need to step up or you need to let them take the reins of something if they're kind of feeling passionate and, and kind of in the groove of something at the time being. Yeah, definitely. Um and I think we both realized, like, because to be honest, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but in the first several years of our marriage, in many ways, I really was kind of the wife that did it all. And I don't mean that in a way of, like, you did plenty of things, but they were kind of like the traditional male roles. But I kind of did just do the make dinner every night thing, and it was usually ready when you were home. I wasn't great at dishes. He always had to do the dishes, but, um, I just, and then I had a baby and then I had another baby and then it was like, whoa, like red alert, like this is not working the way that it used to anymore. And that was just, I think those moments happen to us a lot. And usually those moments kind of set us into survival mode or just, you know, that like stressed out fight or flight response. Um, and I think that's normal for a while, but I think then is kind of the time where you take a step back and adjust roles. And it doesn't have to be permanent. I think that's something that can be really important, too, to be like, if I were studying for a test or if I had something going on or for Kyle, when he was in dental school and was gone 12, 13 hours a day, I knew that that was my time that I had to step up and he was doing something for our family as well. And I think... If you can look for the good that your spouse is doing, look for how they're contributing, um, even if it's not in the way that you are looking for at that moment, that that can help you 
at least move forward with changes or with just pushing through the hard things with a little bit more compassion rather than resentment, which I think all of us have fallen into at some time or another. Okay, this is a question that I think a lot of moms would be interested in knowing the answer to. And I, I know that we've had these conversations in the past. And I hope that I've gotten better, <laughs> at least in recent years. But what kinds of things have I done or do I do that stop you from wanting to help around the house more often? I feel like this is put a lot of pressure on me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking for all men or something like that, but I am. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing, and just in general in life, I hate feeling stupid or belittled. I just hate feeling like I don't know things or like, so I, I think that feeling that I, I have had, and I know we've discussed this in the past, but even as I'm cooking something and it's like, why are you cutting it that way? This is way better to cut it this way. Or, hey, do you know where this is? Yeah, it's here. Why don't you know where anything in the house is? All of a sudden I'm like, cool. I have no desire to do it if the whole time I feel like I'm being told I'm doing something wrong when I'm trying to help. And when I'm trying to be like, oh, hey, like I want to do something. I hate to even be like, I want to do something nice for you by cooking because it's like, well, you cook for me every night. But just this idea of like, hey, like I'm I'm doing my best. I'm trying to do what I can and feeling like if I'm being belittled of you're, you're putting this in the wrong place or you're doing this the wrong way. I'm like, I guess I just won't do it next time because it's better for me to not do it than to be told I'm doing it wrong the entire time. Yeah, for sure. And obviously that would make you feel like like your help isn't really needed or valued unless it's done a certain way. And I think that a lot of us as women are really guilty of um, sending that message, which in all reality is like the exact opposite of what most of us feel like we need. Most of us feel like desperate for help, um, but it's hard to let go of that, that perfectionism and that um, need for everything to be a certain way. And I think and hope we've gotten better at just, you know, laughing some of those situations off um, because I know that's been another struggle when like dinner doesn't turn out and that happens to me all the time and I don't really take it personally but I feel like for whatever reason because you don't do it as often it can be like a little bit more harmful to your morale but if we can just kind of laugh those experiences off. Um, I know another thing too this is something that I hope I've improved on, but I remember talking about this a lot in the past and it's a similar thing, but, um, it was that every time I asked you to go grocery shopping, there was like, oh, I don't get, I don't get that brand of this. Or why did you get extra stuff that's not in the budget? Or, you know, it's that same kind of idea of this, like, sort of nagging. And I like to think of it and in a way of like, beggars can't be choosers. And don't get me wrong, roles should be shared. But if I'm really in need of help, I really can't, you know, be putting these like monumentally high expectations out there. And I just have to accept that I'm getting the help that I need, even if it's not perfect. Um, and I can guarantee it's not perfect when I'm on the lawn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so along the same lines, um, what things in our relationship or in general 
make you feel like a greater desire to help out and to be take a more active role in what would traditionally be considered more female roles, I guess. I don't know. I have a hard time even like saying exactly what I think with regards to this question. I think sincerity overall for just all the things we've been talking about goes a long way where I feel a lot more prone to want to help and do things when I feel like I'm being treated as a peer because I feel like it, it can really go both ways where like we were talking about, it can be demeaning where it's like, you don't know. And like you were buying the wrong things at the grocery store and you're not good enough, but also a sense of like a weird fake complimentary where I still feel like, and like you're my, like I'm your subordinate somehow where it's like, Oh, good job making this dinner. I'm so proud of you for being able to put the pasta in the boiling water. Like, and I know that's an extreme, but like, it really sometimes feels like, I've just seen that before, like, you wouldn't believe my husband actually cooked something. And I just feel like that expectation of like, hey, men are almost completely useless. Like when I feel that way from other people, it's like, oh, you're watching your kids. That's very nice of you as a dad. I just feel like, I feel like I'm like a little kid. You're like, good job. Pat you on the head for doing something good. So I feel like when I'm either demeaned by being, you, you aren't doing this right. Or when it's like overly like, oh, you are such a helpful job or such a helpful guy. Good boy. Like feeling like a dog or something like that. So, so I feel like being treated like really as an equal, but like, Hey, yeah, I really appreciate dinner and it was awesome. And like, it doesn't need to like be a huge deal, but like just like a normal praise that you'd give to a, to a friend or someone that you're like not married to. Yeah. And I think you bring up an interesting point. Um, that, you know, the reality is, is that all of these responsibilities are shared responsibilities, right? And I think that for a lot of women, we feel like, you know, I shouldn't have to compliment him or I shouldn't have to ask for help because, because these are shared responsibilities. Um, but I think if you can just like take a step back from that and rather than thinking of it as, you know, his and hers and who's doing more, just like, like you said, thanking them, not because, not because you did something that you weren't supposed to do, but just thanking you for being an equal part of our home and for taking steps to, you know, make everything run smoothly and kind of taking like a little bit of that edge off of it, I think is really valuable. How do you think that family responsibilities should be organized uh, to minimize stress and fighting? Are there things that we've done that you feel like do minimize stress and fighting in our family for both husbands and for wives? I think, like we discussed, I think having conversations about it is a really good idea to say, like, hey, like, I'm going to, like, make sure that the books are balanced at the end of every month and that we're actually paying off the credit card and things like that are really good conversations to have and to, to actually look at where you are. Honestly, for us, like I did in some ways feel like, Oh, like I'm the guy and I did an accounting major. So I was like, well, I should be the one who takes care of some of the family finances. But at the end of the day, I think we ended up fighting a lot more because I was always stressed about money and why are you spending this much money at the grocery store and, and just different things like that. And when I was honestly able to like relinquish that and almost like give up this idea of like, I'm the man, I have to do the finances when I'm like, no, like it's, it's great. And you can do that. And you've said before 
kind of this idea of like, well, I'm the one that's doing the majority of the spending. I'm the one that's, that is buying the groceries and that's doing lots of these things. And in lots of ways, it's easier for you to get the bills in our name because things are open during the work day when I'm at work. So, so in lots of ways, it made sense for you to do more of those finance things. And we've had a lot less fights about it because I hate to say like my ignorance is a good thing, but <laughs> But sometimes it's good for me not to like, oh, you spend an extra $20 at the grocery store. That's great. Like, it's really not a big deal. But in my mind still, it was like something that was like almost like worth bringing up. And it wasn't. Um, so I, I think getting over some of the ideas of like what's right or wrong and, and who's supposed to do different things because that's the way it's been done in the past. And just saying like, no, like this is what works for us in our circumstances. And having those discussions are kind of just letting it happen and, and going with the flow. Yeah, for sure. And another thing that I think is really important, um, again, first of all, we've talked a lot about the fluidity and the willingness to change as life circumstances change. But in our family, I do, I work on my business at home, but I am home all day. And in my opinion, that means that I should, for the sake of our family happiness, not for the sake of any outside construct, but I should take on a greater, I guess, portion of the home management tasks, um, simply because I do have more open hours in the day and he's gone eight hours a day. And I think that if that's what makes sense for you, that that's okay. And I think for a long, long time, I was kind of bent on you know, this idea of making everything equal. But in all fairness, if I'm home eight hours a day and he's gone eight hours a day, it's not really equal for me to expect him to do half the laundry, half the dishes, half the childcare, half the cleanup. Like that just doesn't make sense when it comes to hours in the day. So when I was able to kind of accept um, my role for this, the time being that could change in the future, um, but just because of the situation we're in, um, and accept that our family would run more smoothly when I took on a greater amount of those roles, that really helped me a lot to feel less resentment. Um, but at the same time, I, I mean, I do have expectations of him when he's home and he does help with childcare and does help with those things. But I kind of consider myself, I guess, the CEO of home management, um, Again, not in a way that's demeaning <laughs> as I say that, <laughs> and we just <laughs> talked about that, but that I'm kind of the, that's kind of what I consider to be my job as he contributes to the family in his own way by being gone for eight hours a day. But many of you I know are in different circumstances, and um, if you are both working full time, um, it's going to be a lot more important for you to really divvy out these roles um, in a way that you find equal. And that doesn't mean that you're like sitting down with your pen and paper and it's like counting out the tasks exactly evenly, but that you're playing to each other's strengths and that you are both contributing, especially because you're both out of the home so often. So there just really can't be like a one size fits all solution because everybody's situation is different, but it's all about just figuring out what works for you. One thing I will say with that is, honestly, one of the th things that I felt like made me almost like respect you the most and want to help out more was when you had that discussion and I almost like a realization where you're like, 
you're gone at work eight hours and I'm here at home. So when I'm at home, it's almost like this is my job is to like to help the kids and to do some of the cleaning and those things at home. And not in a sense of when I get home, it's like, hey, everything better be done. But more like, yo, like when you're gone at work, like I kind of need to make sure I'm not just sitting around on my butt and like watching TV with the kids in the background. But like, this is kind of my job and you have your job. And that made me feel more like, yeah, so when I get home, it's not like, oh, I've had a long day. Keep watching the kids. And you're also not like, hey, I've been with the kids all day. You take them. It more feels like, hey, like we've both had long days at work. We've both been doing our tasks. And it doesn't end when five o'clock hits, unfortunately. Um, but it's more like, hey, like now together as a team, we're going to keep watching the kids and we're going to keep cooking dinner. And when we put the kids to bed, it's not like I put the kids to bed and then you do the dishes. If I get done early, I'm just going to sit there and watch you do the dishes. It's like, no, like we almost like as a team say, hey, let's get everything done that needs to be done. And then afterwards, maybe we'll play a board game. Maybe we'll work on our individual projects. But it's like as a team, we're working on this. And so I, I think for me, that was really helpful to have that discussion, even for you to say like, hey, like, I understand that this is important for me to be doing my job with the kids at, well, from eight to five while you're at work. And um, anyway, just thought that was good. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that was a really big turning point for me. But I also think it's important to kind of note that like, uh, while you can, and it can be helpful for you as a mom to sort of like accept your role if that's what you've chosen for yourself like I said there are lots of different situations they're all normal but if you do choose to stay home if you um kind of take responsibility and even some pride in managing your home the way that you want to um I think that can be a really attractive quality to your husband but also because that's what's important is attracting our husbands (laughs) but but um, also really encourage that camaraderie when you both have decided that you are contributing to your home in a certain way. Um, but I also feel like it can help you just feel better about the situation. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think that was a helpful point for both of us. Um, right, I think we're about getting about ready to wrap up. I'll just finish by asking you what I ask all of my guests if there's any one thing that you feel like would be helpful to women or men although the majority of my audience is women what would what thought would that be that you want to leave them with I think really just having respect for the other person and really treating them as an equal and it's a very difficult thing to do with family Growing up, you're always meaner to your siblings than you are your friends at school. And, and it's, it's true for everything. And I think especially when you get married, it's a lot easier to be short and to be sassy with your spouse because they're always around and they're always doing dumb things. And I get that. <laughs> um, but I think trying to treat them in a kind way, which can sometimes be very difficult to do, um, just goes such a long ways. And like to, to understand like, hey, like, you have, if, if they're the ones working here at home, like, hey, you've had a long day at work, and I'm asking for you to, like, think and get in a different mindset now that you're home, that can be a difficult thing, and to, like, appreciate and understand that. I think husbands need to do the same, where it's like, hey, like, it's not like I've had a long day at the office, and you just had it easy here, because you've been sitting at home all day. It's like, no, like, things things are difficult for you, and you have your own things that you're doing, so I think husbands need to, to have that same respect. Well, it just reminds me of what I wanted to close with, which I had started saying, but I lost my train of thought as well. But 
even if you've kind of chosen um, motherhood and being a stay-at-home mom as your path and you've decided to take ownership of it and you do your best to, you know, work hard all day while also giving your kids the love and attention they need, I think it's really important to clarify that that doesn't mean that Kyle comes home to a perfectly clean house every day. Like, at all. <laughs> but, I do not. <laughs> but I think he does come home knowing that I put in my best effort for that day. And that varies from day to day what results that brings. And that's just the reality of being a mother. And I think that's a really important distinction to make. And maybe something that hopefully is changing from... Um, the past when it really was the expectation that, you know, dad's home, everyone's got their bow in their hair and everyone leaves him alone for an hour while he goes to sit in his office, you know, like absolutely you can take ownership of your role, but you can also be human and that is totally normal and acceptable. And I hope that Kyle would agree. (laughs) Yep. I think it's good to have good expectations of yourself and your spouse. Like, expect that that you work hard while I'm gone and I think you expect that I work hard while I'm gone and um I I think we're both trying to do our best and I I can respect that hey sometimes you just have a hard day and I have hard days at work sometimes and um so I think we're just doing our best and trying to be patient and understanding and even when we're short with each other we're just forgiving (laughs) we hope anyway well thank you Kyle I know that that was a little bit out of your comfort zone to come on but I think that I hope that we had some valuable things to say um and I hope that you can take this opportunity to uh think on or change your mindset about anything that you're struggling with or maybe reassign some roles or have some conversations if they need to be had um as you move forward and remember that it's always fluid and it's normal. So if you feel like you're having these conversations all the time, that's kind of just part of life and you're doing awesome. So thanks for joining me. Um, I will just go ahead and dive into what we'll be talking about next week. Next, Actually, in two weeks, now that we've changed to twice monthly episodes, um, in two weeks, I'm going to be talking food safety which is not the most glamorous topic, but something I get a lot of questions about when it comes to meal prep. So we'll talk about how you can meal prep and keep your food safe um, so that everyone stays healthy. So thanks for tuning in, my friends. Until next week, happy fun.